Righto, Money Waters, we're on the bloody countdown. Nearly finished for the bloody year, can't. No, sorry, I can wait because I'm devastated not doing this every day. Right, today, <laughs> right, bit news out of IGR about Cosmos update, and on the back of a bit of an article out of Chanticleer about the the green bushes situation, a bit to talk about there. The mm. re-emergence of the main man Flano. Yes. He's back in the mix. <laughs> He's got a big and very good position to go to. And iron, you want to talk going from lithium to iron ore, that is big. Back to iron ore. Back to iron Flanagan. Will it be very good? Uh, maybe we're going to do rapid fire about news out of WAF, Spartan, AVL, TMT, merger, covering a couple of days. Mate, she's all bloody go. Now, I think it's our last news day, by the way, mate. Yeah, I know. So tomorrow we're going to rip the infamous – 2024 predictions by the fundies. We've got an absolute cohort of fundy legends yep. and we're piecing them all together. Nine fundies given their predictions for 2024. It's going to be, I think, a pretty cool video. Nine. Yeah. Is there nine? Far out. Nothing. Those WhatsApp groups are coming in handy. <laughs> Love it. Right. Good news, boys. Tell me. Good news. The KCA Normet stores truck and the underground truck, they're all out on hire. Oh, you've done your job. I've been waiting for this, mate. I was – I don't think Adam wanted to say it, but I think it's because of the money of mine. Well done, mate. Well, is... They're out on high. Job done. But, boys, there's still work to do. There is because they're growing. they got the bloody the, – don't forget about the ITs, the L120Fs, mate. More coming between now and May 2024. The only bloody 120Fs left before they upgrade them to need ad blue light. These are just – Easy. Don't sleep on Easy it. Easy ITs. Just don't even think about it, JD. Available for hire now. And, mate, they, now this is the type of bloke Adam is. They, always, they also got hire purchase agreements. So they give the hire to, hire to buy option over mm. 12, 24 and 36 months if you're having trouble getting the capital, like machinery hire and Philanthropy, I see it as Adam is that type of guy looking after business owners. What a bloke, Casey! Oh, what a ripper. Now we've got a new product to release. Tell me, mate, is on it on behalf of KCA? You've already called him the Bunnings of of um, mining services. So, well, this this one you find in your gardening section of Bunnings. <laughs> it, we introduced to the mining miners the Water Viper. Oh, hello! So, this is an old bloody. It's going to be. It's like a Shot Creek spray rig that's going to be converted into a big bloody high-pressure water cannon to wash all the ore off the bloody – off the footwall and all that. Bloody. So, so, so is this one in the in garden flat, section of – Mate, that's in the reticulation, reticulation. section <laughs> of KCA on a massive scale. So – and because how it's – so the, the, a particular client had a flat ore body, needed to wash off the remaining ore that was hanging up. They had a problem. What did they do? I bet they called KCA. They called KCA. <laughs> they called KCA and this is what KCA are doing, repurposing a machine for them. That's what they do. Absolute bloody legends of the underground mining industry. I love it. That's awesome. Mate, hit them up for once they finish with it, this water viper. Mate, they might make more. Who knows? But, buddy, love your work, KCA. Thanks awesome. for the sport, KCA. Now, another message from our the tenement gurus. Right here. Have a look at that. Merry Christmas from all of us at MMTS. Who do they get doing these cartoons? I love them, by the way. Mate, it's I want probably, some in my it could house. be like 
a number of people in the organisation that have this talent. You got the so- remember you got the software legend in there that's created the database this is just true. to yeah. hunt down tenements as they pop up. Oh, Mo- it's just to like keep on top of everything. Mobile notifications. Bloody like, automated. They do not miss a beat. No. Nah. Mate, and th- this is like, mate, WA, Northern Territory. Queensland. New South Wales. Mate, South Australia. Mate, anything tenement managed related, there is no – they are the bunnings of that too. The the generic name, the one stop shop, bloody love them. Now you've got you've got Eva, Helen, and Shannon mm-hmm. running it. But I guess a special mention to Shannon because that bloke he just thinks about tenements nonstop. I just hope <laughs> that's like that his his hobby. Now I decades just hope, in the game. Just. De- I just hope over the Christmas break he can find a bit of time to have a well-earned, well-deserved break. But I think on Christmas Day when he's unwrapping a present, he's thinking of the next tenement that's going to be popping up. That is looking after the clients. That is the organisation you're dealing with. So, look, Very impressive. Talk about being in capable hands. So, <laughs> you got any tenement needs, get in touch with MMTS. And just remember, they are the Hydrolite. Of title services. Egg, exactly. <laughs> Don't lose your tenement because you weren't with MMTS. That would be embarrassing. Prevent the headache. Just get them in. Take action. Love your work. Thanks to MMTS, KCA, and all our other sponsors. Merry for Christmas the to year. Them. Merry Christmas to you all. We wouldn't be here without the bloody support they've given us. Right. Let's rip Boys, into some mining news. Let's bloody rip into it. What uh We got quite we got quite a bit on today, and I reckon we should start with IGO. That's a um, you know, a Big, big company that's share price has been falling like a stone, you know, probably in uh, in tandem with the lithium price and how quickly that's been coming off. But last time I looked there, less than a $6 billion market cap mm, now. 5.8 this morning, I think. Yep, and yeah. you'd attribute most the uh, the value that's that's left in that in $5.8 billion to the lithium part of the business. Yeah. But we're going to talk the gr- about the – The green bushes part of the business. Exactly. <laughs> but we're going to talk about the uh, the – not so great acquisition and the nickel part of the business. Mm, so the this announcement come out this mid the mid this morning. So there it was a Cosmos project update and the crux of it is the shaft hoisting project is being halted and they're going to truck the ore all the way from the bottom, which is about one K deep. So my understanding is the the raised bore, the, the shaft is in and being con- concrete lined, but they are now halting the installation of like the head frame, the hoisting system. I would also assume the underground crushing mm. station that would have to feed into it and they're yeah. deciding to now truck all the ore up from the surface. So Why, why would you do that, Matty, if you've already, you know, put the shaft in basically? Well, they're obviously trying to save on whatever remaining capital capex. capex is remaining, or yeah, because it, it it would be definitely cheaper to hoist it than trucking. No, mm. no doubt about it. But will it be cheap enough to offset the extra capex at these low nickel prices? There's yeah. there's not much information that's been put out. Um, the capital has already been sunk into this. So they, they've put photos in recent announcements mm. of, of the shaft. You know, it's not like a, you know, a not all study. The, not that, all the capital has been sunk. It, but Exactly. Yeah. So there's room for capital I think being so between, saved. I think between, I think it was Canaccord and City, between them they're predicting 150 to 250 million of CapEx left to go. 
on on the project on their models. So, and it, it says at the bottom here, IGR advises that it is likely to to record a further impairment against the Cosmos assets. So remember, IGR acquired Cosmos with within the one point three billion dollar acquisition of Western Aries in twenty twenty two. So, and they already recorded a non-cash impairment charge in its FY23 results of 968 million for these for the old Western area assets so and then now there's more to come but look it, as you said yeah. JD to me before it's an accounting it is an accounting thing it's not saying they're worth zero yeah and there was also the notion that they were sort of wiping the slate clean before Ivan Vela the new CEO would come on board he now has in the last week come on board and joined but i mean it, it doesn't look great strategy. does it yeah yeah so yeah. there's there's obviously taxation benefits to yeah impairments but your book value goes down yeah yeah it, it's um i was just wondering if there's like a balance sheet implication as well like cause i haven't i didn't do the deep dive maddie but if they're like they've sunk a bunch of capex and they get lower opex from it but they're they're just trying to avoid the remaining capex um, I wonder, given the other dynamics of the business, you know, you've got Greenbush is stockpiling and, and um, Nichols obviously bloody in the shitter. Like, mm. is there a degree of just kind of, you know, tr- trying to um, maintain a healthy balance sheet rather than Weather the get, storm. get some stress in there? They do have a little bit of debt. I'm just looking at their current Yeah, so I'd say, and as I said, the key word was halted. Mm. It's not being cancelled because all – so it's, it's pretty much a very expensive fresh air ventilation shaft at the moment so that's uh that's one benefit there'll be more vent going down there so yeah. but i mean a review is underway of cosmos you know in a, yeah, in a larger so that's, sense and that's already been happening yeah yeah and i mean the the outcome could very well be that they decide to put that on hold for yeah could be could be on hold could be they could divest it like could, yeah. who knows um igo could be a takeover target at like considering their share price is halved who who knows who yeah, knows? I mean the the Greenbush's stake would be of, you know, a lot of interest to many people out there, depending on the price. Mm, um, and we'll get into that. So as I said, like, and it's interesting with Cosmos. So their their capex in their PFS was two hundred million. Their DFS it went up to two hundred ninety nine million, and then it was up to uh, eight hundred twenty five million following the acquisition. And I think their Canaccord now are predicting about bit over 1 billion for the capex so look at how that has increased over mm. i guess the high, high inflationary period and whether it was changes of scope or something but yeah big bet significant. it's a combination of factors yeah so and as i said strategic review is never a good thing to hear but look the nickel one year nickel price that paints a bit pretty good picture here look down from up near 14 bucks a pound to below um in the sevens um, so and that's that's, that's year to date. That yeah, is. that's year to date. So then you and obviously IGO's share price. God, they're in it. Uh, this July they were up, uh, hit sixteen bucks. Now at well under halved at seven bucks fifty. So yeah, it's a they've so onto the Greenbush's asset. And it's probably because um, remember end of last quarter IGO announced that they and Tianchi were planning to stockpile some of their Greenbush's lithium, which come as a you know a surprise to everyone thinking why would the lowest cost hard rock lithium project in the world and the best quality be stockpiling their lithium. So and it was a great Chanticleer article that came out yesterday from Anthony McDonald that went into the whole IGO lithium side. So look, and the big driver is 
I think we have mentioned it before, the, the pricing mechanism for greenbushes. So, because it's based on this backward looking benchmark prices. So, effectively, they use last quarter's pricing. Yeah, three for month lag. This quarter. So, um, and, but IGO don't have the marketing rights for the lithium. They, it's not, it's Tianchi's makes the choice of how to sell the lithium, not IGO. So, they're just, Got them by the balls in that sense, pretty much. So, isn't it interesting just on the, the the structure of this asset, right? So, IGO's interest is in JV with Tianchi. So, so that's the fifty. That's, that's the fifty. That's the fifty. Fifty one, and, and Tianchi effectively has about tw- like twenty six percent, call it, yeah. um, of the total asset. But then the TLEA's JV is is with Albemarle on the, yeah. uh, for the rest of the asset. So, even though Tianchi only own twenty six percent, they effectively have control. Operating control, marketing, yeah. decision making, all that sort of stuff. It's a it's a small amount to own to have but the. I don't think the they have marketing. Right? Albemarle, they have the marketing rights for their fifty one percent. Gotcha. But not Albemarle would then. Yeah. They have the marketing rights for their forty nine. Marketing rights, but then there's the operating. But the operational the asset control. Oper- yeah. Tianchi's yeah. yeah. operational. We should. Paint the picture a bit more why this marketing for that that portion of the the sales is. Well, because well, it's effectively at the moment Tianchi can buy spodumene off the spot market cheaper than they can get it from their own asset at green bushes because of this backward pricing backward looking pricing mechanism so hence why the stockpiling is happening because tianchi's like right i'll just buy it cheap as off the spot mm-hmm. rather than paying and mm-hmm. so igo it's that's affecting the the check that's given to that's given to igo because it's being stockpiled so until until the lithium price either flattens out or starts to go back up. It, it has to flatten out so that the previous quarter's price is going to be equivalent yeah. or somewhere close to equivalent to the spot price. But And this is why I think there could be some balance sheet kind of portion to the story around Cosmos because obviously like, I don't know how, what their OPEX is at Quinana, but like, that's going to be losing money. Cause <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then Greenbush is stockpiling, which is your cash cow. Then you go out. All the nickel would be losing money, so I just wonder if there's a bit of a bit of balance sheet, um, yeah, kind of consideration informing their decision to mm. discontinue the, the shaft development. Yeah, it makes makes perfect sense, and and it's because they're trying to renegotiate that Greenbushes agreement so that um, the TLEA can sell on the spot market. But now you've got you've got the ATO involved because they're saying that. You, if you change the agreement to sell on the spot market, then technically you're paying less royalties than what you should have been paying under the existing backward-looking agreement. So the tax man doesn't miss much. <laughs> so mm. that's where. So it sounds like it's a bit, a bit up in the air. Then because then, then you've got the the new foreign entity of concern rules as well. Um, we talked about it last week. The information of being told liaise the. Analysts that have been liaising with the companies are the companies are saying that their internal legal teams think that they will be classed as a foreign entity of concern. And we're talking about Green Bushes and Mount Marion because of the Ganfen and Tianchi ownerships. So, so that it, and that's kind of, that's coming from their mm-hmm. company. So ultimately yep. those assets wouldn't be eligible or wouldn't be IRA compliant for the for the yep. purposes of um, the foreign entity of concern rule. Yeah. So yep. and you think if the company's saying that it must be it must be pretty um, sure, because that's not in their favour at all. So, um, overall, very difficult period for IGO, it appears. So, and as we said, what are they going to do with these nickel assets in this environment? Um, or is it, as you said, Trav, 
trying to curb the pain for a bit with the capex. So, yeah, they've been quietly winding down the, you know, part of Forestania. Mm. Yes, it's there have, have sort of stopped. So things have gone a bit quiet on that end. But if you look at the um, the the broker reports and the the valuations, it's in some cases almost ninety five percent made up on a, on a nav sort of basis of green bushes yeah. off the lithium business. So. Yeah. Oh, a lot happening. Right, oh, big Flano has re-emerged, become MD at Arrow Minerals. The mighty Arrow Minerals. Yeah, I think they were. Mighty. A, I think they were about a six million market cap when I looked. So. Oh, they're tw- are they twelve now? They're up fifty percent today. Or, no, sorry, nine. <laughs> up, up one tick. Yeah. <laughs> so they were last trading at 0.3 of a cent, up from 0.2 of a cent. So flying a proper a proper micro cap we're talking about here, but they're you know getting. In, you know, recapitalize the, the whole structure of the business is changing. They're getting people like Jeff Dowling, um, who's also on the board at NRW, and Tommy McKeith, who's a, a Ned at Evolution on yep. board, and Alan Forster of, of Hastings and and other, th- other fame as well, chipping into the raise. So they are aiming to raise four bucks. It's obviously going to be over a couple tranches given the, the restrictions around how much capital you can raise. The raise has been done at 0.1 of a cent. So literally can't get any lower than that. <laughs> Cannot get a lower denomination. And pretty much everything I'll mention is subject to shareholder approval given the sort of percentage of the company up for stake and the amounts being raised relative to the market cap. So Flano is going to collect 865 million Zepos. They are zero strike price options for those wondering. He's also got an incentive. Subject to approval, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what's that, 865 at 0.3 of a cent? That's what, two and a half mil, about 2.6 mil. Around about, obviously, sort of depending on where that, that share price floats. But, I mean, this is going to be, you know, a huge number of shares on issue. He's not going to be able to trade them. And like I said, everything we're talking about is subject to shareholder approval. He's also being incentivized to get a resource of 50 million tonnes at greater than 60% grade, iron, iron ore, what we're talking about. That looks familiar. And also to, uh, it does, <laughs> and also to increase their ownership in the project. So I'll get into the project in a moment. There are holders out there of this con note that the company has. They're going to kind of convert half into equity at a small premium to the raise price. Obviously, the, the raise price is at rock bottom, but that's still at a, a good discount to where the stock has last traded. The holders of that con note are also going to get Zepos. They're going to get 778 million of them. So at 0.3 cents, that is worth $2.3 million. So again, you know, subject to shareholder approval, it'll be very hard to, to trade out of something will actually need to go right. Arrow is also going to use 500 grand of the cash that they're raising to, to pay out the remaining half of the, the con note. The project is... An interesting one. So it's where is it, JD? It is in Guinea. So it's a it's a real long shot. It's to the north of Rio Tinto's Samandu asset, which we spoke about last week. So you've got blocks one and two, and then beneath that you've got blocks three and four. Blocks three and four are owned by this consortium called Simfa, in which Rio has a large interest. So these guys have tenements just to the north of that. They don't have anything there. They've done a, f- a couple bits of drilling. They've had hits of 58.5% iron ore. So, you know, that, like I said, Flano's being incentivized to get something over 60% grade. Rio Tinto's has a, a, a resource of over 65. So very yeah. high, a very high grade product is what they're looking to get out of there. 
but this is a long shot. You know, you can see Flano's getting himself and everyone there sorted. This company is starting from rock bottom and they're going to try and do something with it. But Guinea isn't the easiest place in the world to operate from. And there's a, a lot of different parties, you know, angling here. There's a lot of Chinese interests in those blocks one and two. So the cash is going to go into drilling and let's just see what they can do over the, uh, over the coming periods. Interesting. Oh, he's back. Looking forward to a few more presentations from <laughs> Arrow Minerals. Right, Abe. There was a – what was it? Two days ago they went into AVL and TMT regarding the uh, – The trading halt. The um, illustrious vanadium merger. Um, <laughs> they went into trading halt. Yesterday they come out with – Recut the deal. deal being recut. So instead of TMT – Getting what was it? One AVL share for no, every twelve. Other way around, everyone. sorry. Yeah. Twelve, a twelve for one ratio on the deal. They're now getting fourteen to one yep. AVL shares of, for TMT share that's, held. That's right, mate. Um, yeah, oh, I mean the uplift uh, predicted by Money Mine, of course. So big, big, uh, big pat on the back there, mate. Who would have thought? <laughs> eh? <laughs> Uh, but I think the key word in this announcement in the recut is uh, best and final. So AVL, um, they can't lift their consideration any higher from here. So they're, they're sending a message to those frustrating TMT shareholders, don't complain anymore because we legally cannot uplift they're the offer from here. They're frustrated shareholders and they're frustrating. <laughs> exactly. To, to the exactly. AVL and exactly. TMT people. A lot of frustration <laughs> in this deal. Um, but the restructured deal has the support of four more shareholders representing 12.9% of the register, taking the total Voting support to 38.6%. Interestingly, of those four, only two of them were on the list of rejecting shareholders in the scheme booklet. So it appears to me like there's probably still a group of holders that are, remain unhappy at the recut um, deal price. But you know, 38.6% intend to vote for. I, I'd bet a chunk of the rejecting shareholders actually end up voting for. Now you've got best and final in writing. So let's see um, how the voting eventuates here. That's 17% against... Um, that that seventeen percent against contingent that was in the scheme booklet that's reduced down to nine point four when you remove those two shareholders that have now said they're voting um, in favour. So they were two of the biggest shareholders by by number of shares held in of, that contingent of the rejecting group. Yeah, yeah. and um, and I I reckon the deal gets done now, but let's wait and see how the the punters vote on the day. Well, I suppose because the, the implications of voting against and keeping this merger from happening means that. Two companies exist for longer and need to raise just more capital to keep surviving and future dilution comes up. Yeah. yeah. That is a consequence of it. I yeah. think those TMT shareholders will be having a long, hard look in the mirror thinking, who else is going to come and take <laughs> us out? <laughs> and that's that's reality, right? So you're sitting there and you're thinking, yeah, this deal feels unfair. Maybe it feels slightly more fair now, but it still feels unfair. But the reality is, what's my alternative? My alternative is no deal and that actually could be even worse, even though it feels unfair. Yeah. Agreed. Let's talk about West African resources, guys. Waff. Waff. So they've come out with a maiden underground resource at M5 South. So it's a part of the uh, Sambrado gold operation that they've been mining for a few years in Burkina Faso. So I found it hilarious. In one of the opening paragraphs, they describe themselves as unhedged gold mining company, West African resources. So they're very eager to get that unhedged fact in there. It feels a bit out of place. You know, I don't think Burkina Faso-based gold mining company would roll off the tongue quite as well, or it doesn't sound as enticing <laughs> for prospective shareholders out there. But the M5 South deposit is actually a pretty good one. So it's come up with 2.4 million tonnes at 3.8 grams per tonne. So that uh, is for 289,000 ounces. So the, the underground scoping study 
that they had had a few key details, 35,000 ounces for five years, $20 million pre-production capex, and an all-in sustaining cost in US dollars of 1,100. So what they're looking to do is displace tons that would come from the open pit, which are lower grade, with these higher grade underground ounces. So the I outcome- I can't believe 3.8 is considered high grade these days. How the gold world has changed Times over have the changed, years. mate. They <laughs> sure have. So like I said, you know, you're replacing the open pit with the underground ounces. That would hopefully for West African mean that they can maintain producing over 200,000 ounces per annum from the Sombrado complex. And it would mean if you're looking at Sombrado in its entirety, it'd be producing 25,000 ounces per annum more. Richard Hyde, the uh, the exec chair at West African, reiterated that the guidance is for 200,000 ounces for this year and for next year. And then when Kiaka comes online from 25 up until 2032, it'll be for 400,000 ounces. So if you look at the market, it, the market couldn't care less. The, the stock price is down today. It hasn't, you know, it's been trading well below a dollar for a long time now. They're trading at about two times 2023 EBITDA, less than 2.5 times 2024 EBITDA. It's nothing new. We've spoken about this for for a while now, but obviously you've got jurisdiction risk there. This is in Burkina Faso. You've got development risk because they're trying to get Kiaka online, but even by the standards that West African gold mining companies get valued, this is, you know, historically speaking at the lower end. Yeah. Do you think, God, do you think they'll ever trade at like a four times EBITDA multiple or is there anything that is the extra operation going to give them any sort of re-rate or? I, I, I can see them getting a, a better multiple in a different environment. Those things don't change overnight. Yeah. Maybe they need to have a bit of diversification across, you know, they're very Burkina focused, like a Persis model where you have your exposure weighted across different countries within, you know, Africa and West Africa specifically. But, you know, those, like I said, those things don't change overnight. It might be a while coming yet. Yeah. Right. From yesterday as well, Spartan, SPR. I think there's some ding, ding, dings. Ding, ding, dings. Disclosure, we own the stock. So discount everything we say. Um, So they got some drill results out. So a couple above the newly interpreted flexure zone. So 18.4 metres at 6.1 grams, 21 at 4.14. So you can see it on here. So they look like they're, you know, it's sort of widening out and flattening off there. But I guess the, yeah, the thing that the thing that stood out was you've got the never, never, you've got four pillars, you've got west winds. But if you, you go back to, go back to the October, they released that announcement saying reporting 10 metres at 19, 19.8 grams for their patient wolf goal target. So that was like, it was, I think it was 1.6 k's away from Never Never. So it was looking yep. like it was going to be, a you know, this potential other load. But then if you go to the back of this announcement, uh, looks like the, the drill holes, the further up drill holes that they've put into the patient wolf goal target, either come back with no mineralisation or NSR, which is... No significant result. So it looks mm. like that yeah. that load that they were looking for hasn't really proved, been proved up yet. There's yep. anything that's going to be substantial. So And that wasn't just another hole. That was quite a few holes in and around that they've, they'd poked in there. Nothing really came up. Yeah. So right next, uh, I think that's it, That's eh? it, mate. That's bloody it. Bloody rip through. Oh, well done, mate. We've got the bloody fundy carousel going on. We're bloody we doing do. in-between jobbies. So yeah, I think that'd be a tomorrow. lot of multitasking going on. Oh, should we get, oh, we can't confirm Friday's one yet. Oh, but we can. 
Yeah. It's a being confirmed. Yeah. Time is locked in. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll suspense. We'll tease it tomorrow. We'll tease it tomorrow. We've got a couple of good good episodes coming up. Good friends of the industry coming on that we are we're pretty fond of in the media space. Yeah. We got two awesome into. Two awesome episodes to release tomorrow and Friday. Mm. Very excited. Can't wait. Righto, Money Mourners. Thanks to all the partners as always. Investor Hub, oh. DSI, Underground, Terra Capital, McMahon, Mining Title Services, Future Proof, Anytime Exploration Services, KCA Site Services, Brooks Airways, and Cadrill. Thanks, guys. Hooteroo. Go to the water, Viper. Hooteroo. The information contained in this episode of Money of Mine is of general nature only and does not take into account the objectives, financial situation or needs of any particular person. Before making any investment decision, you should consult with your financial advisor and consider how appropriate the advice is to your objectives, financial situation and needs.